Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. thinks you're Santa Claus. <laughs> I am. You know what? I know. You know what? The secret. What secret? Santa Claus. I've known for a long time. He's not real. Says who? My mom. I am the parent. You are the friendly guy down the hall. They say that seeing is believing. <laughs> but the truth is, the world is held together by things you can't see. There really has to be something you want for Christmas. A house, a brother, and a dad. That's all I ever want. He loves you and he wants to kiss if you really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. Right. <laughs> hey there, and welcome to the holiday edition of Rewatchability. My name is Blaine Waters, and with me as always is... Ho, 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 ho. Oh my God, Santa. That's right. <laughs> Please don't make me be in character the entire episode. Ah, uh, thank God that you're here, Santa, instead of Rob. <laughs> no. <laughs> we are on the Entertainment One Podcast Network. And uh, before we begin, I just want to shout out to our Patreons. Those are people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. And they give us some Christmas cheer in the form of cold hard cash mm-hmm. over the internet. And uh, that's like one, three, five dollars a month. And, and that's what Christmas is all about. Cash. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what this movie proves. Man, I always want to just ask my parents for money. I mean, yeah. not just at Christmas. <laughs> 12 months a year. I could actually use some help, Mom. Oh, my God. Well, uh, Rob's mom, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash rewatchability. And- or or give me cash. <laughs> <laughs> and fund your son there. Um, <laughs> fund your son. Fundyourson.com. <laughs> <laughs> We are going to talk about – this is like a much-beloved Christmas remake. It's huge. It was a huge movie. It's one yeah. of the – I think – It's a huge movie. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Dare I say it's one of the essential Christmas movies. Yes. I think is. that's at least how we should be examining it because it's it's huge. It has all the elements. Mm-hmm. It's it's big. There's a, there's a Santa. There's some wishes for some presents. It has everything that you and would want. fulfillment of those wishes. Yeah. Everything you'd want of a Christmas movie. Yeah, this movie fulfills your wishes. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, we're going to get into that. <laughs> uh, but, before, Rob, when did you first see Miracle 
on 34th Street, the remake, 1994. I think that I saw it very early on. I don't remember mm. the exact moment, but it feels like a movie that we always had sort of growing up. I mean, after it came out. Right. I was already 10, but I think I, for my brother and in particular my sister, they were big fans of this movie. So we watched it over and over and over again. Oh, my God. Did you have the like hard shell clam like plastic case for it? Did it have a clamshell? I don't remember if it did. I think we probably taped it off the movie network, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Please do not send Interpol after us. (laughs) (laughs) The scariest of the police. That's but did you did you like it? Was did you like uh, I don't know? Was it one of your favorite Christmas movies when you were? I don't think that I liked it so much as I accepted it. Like there are certain things about Christmas, certain traditions that. You can either put up resistance or you can just let them happen and right. your life will probably be easier. And I think this was one of them. Like, Right. This is kind of like the uncle that comes over to Christmas. You're like, well, I don't no, like this no, guy. No, it's no. It's not troubling or problematic. <laughs> I mean, I didn't uh, put that on it. Rob. No, but it's like it's like one of those things that like happens at Christmas and you're like, this is I, – I don't have any – kind of feeling about this is just part of Christmas. Yeah, like you're not going to question it. Like you don't question Jingle Bells. Right. You're not like, why the fuck is Jingle Bells something that we have to sing every year? It's like we've done it since we were four years old. Haven't we had enough of goddamn Jingle Bells? Yeah, I was I was playing that song the other day, and there's a lot of verses that are really fucking weird. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and we'll stop the demon out of the children who have been wicked. <laughs> When their brains are splashed in the snow, <laughs> then we'll open our gifts. No, but there is kind of like a, like a small revenge plot. Like this guy gets cast off his horse and all these rich people laugh at him. Jeez. It's like this weird – anyway, so it was a big part of your, your growing up is what you're saying. Yeah. You didn't it, really have any feeling for it. Have you watched it since like being a kid? No. Okay. It's not one of those movies that I ever personally thought to go back to. It doesn't have any elements that I would overtly be into except for – uh, Richard Attenborough as the uh, Santa Claus. Because to casting. me, he is kind of the Santa Claus, at least like the celebrity Santa Claus in right. my life. Because, you know, like you have, I, I don't know about you, but like I have like an image to me of what Santa Claus looks like. And it's a combination of all the other different images and representations. Right. But I would think for me, it's either the Santa from Ernest Saves Christmas right. or this one. The guy from Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> <You'll need> to... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he is. I mean, I do remember as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, yeah, that is kind of the platonic ideal of the Santa I have in my head. Right. Yeah. Like not too much beard. Not too but much. Just enough. Realistic. English accent. Yeah, it's got to be an English guy. Though yeah. I would also take like a Norwegian thing. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. He has to be some sort of explorer that has gone to the North Pole. He can't be from Queens. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm handing out gifts here. Hey, oh. But, yeah, so, I mean, I was looking forward to uh, revisiting this one and maybe trying to get in touch again with the magic of Christmas. Oh, my God, yeah. What about you, Blaine? What, what, when was the first time that you saw A Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah, I never did. <laughs> Just the disappointment on your face. Wow. That's horrible. Okay, so no, we I know d- who you are. You're like little Meryl Wilson. 
You don't believe in Santa. Except I don't sound like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. Um, you don't have the vocabulary. No, no vocabulary. No, I don't. But I, I saw bits and pieces of it on like TBS, mm-hmm. like growing up. So I did see the end scene in the courtroom. And when it happened halfway through the movie, I was like, half this movie is a goddamn courtroom drama? It's what? like Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gong, God. Gong. It's like, yeah, let's make this kids movie, but put more courtroom in it. Kids love courtrooms. Yeah. <laughs> my Cousin Vinny, the best the, the best kids movie ever. Well, we should watch that sometime. It is one of my favorite movies. Really? Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah, so good. But, I mean, was Christmas a big thing in your family? I'm, I feel like, yeah. like it's like, it's not necessarily that you like these movies. It's just that, like, those are what you watch at Christmas when everybody is around and everybody sort of has to watch something that everybody cannot be too opposed to. There weren't a lot of everybody's in my family. It was right. like my mom, and we'd go visit my grandmother mm-hmm. on on Christmas. You had like uh, foster brothers and sisters. Yeah, but that they they would usually go to like their families or their like right. r- relatives. So it was so Christmas. Wasn't very big in the Blaine Waters household. You didn't have a reason to believe in the season. I didn't believe. From a very young age, I was like always challenging Santa Claus. I was like, that guy can't be fucking real. Wait, do you have like, do you have a story about not believing in Santa Claus that involves you like on a car trip? Or is that something else? (laughs) No, I was like a little, little kid and I had like, created quizzes for Santa every year to, like, mm-hmm. make me believe in him. And I was like, what's Rudolph's girlfriend's name? And it was like, <laughs> Rose. I mean, I guess that makes sense with his, like, red nose. <laughs> Rose was last year. <laughs> now he's with Betty. <laughs> and but, Donder is pissed. <laughs> yeah, so I, I never I, I never really believed. And then, because there was, like, kids in the playground that would be like, hey, uh, just let you know um, that your dreams aren't real. You know? And they, <laughs> they'd say that to you be like, oh, damn it. Uh, That's like the subtle way of bullying when they couldn't beat you up. Right. You know, and then they'd wait for you after school anyway. God damn. But yeah, yeah, I I remember being like a in North Carolina where my grandmother (laughs) was in a Taco Bell. And I sat my mom and my grandmother down. We were eating and I was eating like this horrible taco. Hey, shut your mouth. It was a perfect taco. (laughs) It it was one of my like dollar tacos. So good. But I was like, hey, guys, give it to me straight. Like, is there a Santa Claus? And my mom was like, do you really want to know? And I was like, yeah, give it to me. And, and my mom was like, no. And I burst into tears. And I was like wailing in this. And she was like, no, what have I done? And then my grandma and my mom like explained that no Christmas spirit. And like, that's what Santa Claus is about. It's like he's a personification of that spirit that we all have. The And I was, I was, I think, like seven or eight or something like that. Like I was pretty young. And apparently, as I as I was leaving the the Taco Bell, my mom heard me like grumble to myself, like I'm not even going to ask about the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. You've got to do like a uh, you know like a Stuart McLean of that story, <laughs> or David Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get us some of that This American Life promo. <laughs> well, it was. It's also funny because I have like half a religious family, and so they'd come too to like hang out. Right. And, but, like, we were atheists, so it would be like we'd all kind of believe in Santa, but then or like I stopped believing in Santa at some point, and then they were like, "Yeah, we don't believe in Santa," and I was like, "But you still believe in God, right?" Like that's <laughs> that's so, a tricky one too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, "Come with me into this Taco Bell." <laughs> But uh, did you, did you, when did you find out about Santa? 
I don't know. Oh, kids, if you're listening, Santa's real, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, feel... I was lied to by my awful parents. I don't remember a specific instance, but I'm pretty sure it was probably like my dad being like, by the way, don't tell your younger brother and sister that uh, Santa's fake. <laughs> oh, God, that's even worse, though. That's even worse because in one fell swoop, he takes away the dream of Santa and then leaves you with the horrible secret, the weight of that secret that you have to keep. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I got this. I can be the big brother. Oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> My world is crumbling. <laughs> and that's why I'll never be a doctor. <laughs> You asked for, like, a PhD. For your, for <laughs> an MD. An MD. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. But we should get, yeah, into, let's get into this the plot mm-hmm. of Miracle on 34th Street because people might not remember. But well, it's, and there's two plots to this movie. Two plots? There's an older movie that this is a, uh, a remake of that has, like, a similar plot but a different ending. Oh, which okay. Which we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm interested to hear that. There you go. But it starts with... An old man walking down the street. He's wearing a little fedora and like a tweed jacket. Mm-hmm. And uh, he stops and there's this little kid. And, and he's, he must be sweating. They must have had to like mop his brow all the time <laughs> because it's clearly summer yeah. in New York. And he, the kid wants to ask his grandpa if it's really him. Yeah. If that's really who he thinks he is. And the grandpa, of course doesn't want to be embarrassed by this whole debacle. But the kid wants to know if this is Dr. Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> Did he invent the dinosaurs, Dad? <laughs> well, brought them back. <laughs> Let me tell you Stupid about dino kid. DNA. <laughs> uh, no, he wants. He thinks it's Santa Claus. Yeah. And the grandpa is like, okay, we tell him. Yeah. And he leans into his ear and whispers, it is. Yeah. Which is nice because it's like this nice, you know, spirit of Christmas thing that we mm-hmm. start with, this first little hook of a scene mm-hmm. into this movie that becomes all about <laughs> shopping. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the next scene is the Macy's Day Parade, but they call it the Coles Parade. Yeah, that's right. Because they weren't allowed to use Macy's. <laughs> what happened to Macy's? <laughs> I feel like you well, and we'll I— talk about that at the, at the second half of this. But you and I, we're Canadian, so we don't mm-hmm. have as a strong association with the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade no. as Americans do. Yeah. But, I mean, who are you trying to fool? I mean, yeah, they, they just couldn't use Macy's because Macy's released a statement that, I'll, that we'll, we'll talk about soon. Really? But, uh, yeah, they couldn't use it. So they had to go with someone else. The first movie knew that, like, Macy's was a thing. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, back in the, in the, I think, 30s, 40s. And they were like, we're going we're gonna to make this movie. And then after they made it, they went to Macy's and they showed Macy's. And Macy's was like, yeah, we'll be included in that. Mm-hmm. Even though they would have had to forgiveness, shoot so not many. Permission. Exactly. They would have to reshoot so many, so many scenes. But they, they went for it. In this movie, they were like, hey, Macy's, do you? And they were like, no. <laughs> okay. We'll rename it Coles right from the beginning. I mean, I feel like. It's pretty good advertising to just have a movie be about you or for your store to be a major, you know. I mean, yeah. FedEx knew this. I know. Well, the whole thing is that, like, every other store is very jealous of Kohl's, you know? <laughs> like, they really top Kohl's up. Right. So Kohl's, the bookstore, must have done pretty well after this. Uh, I assume so. Uh, I have to assume. Yeah. There's still one in the Northgate Mall in North Bay. Oh, wow. That's right. The last one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess people just don't believe anymore. (laughs) 
But it's the day of the Thanksgiving parade, and this old man who we saw before is up on Santa's sleigh, uh, whipping his whip around. He's doing like an Indiana Jones or BDSM routine. I don't, one of those for sure. Yeah, he's whipping the fake reindeer, which means that he whips the real reindeer. I don't know. It's just all very weird. Right. I don't like You that. think we should call the SPCA on I, Santa Claus? I, I think that there's, uh, yeah. There's no, no animals were harmed in the making of this film what on about, this film. What about plastic animals, Rob? You know, they have feelings too. All those reindeer... Okay. <laughs> like Blaine's lost it. He's on podcast. <laughs> but he, there's a drunken Santa right there. Yeah, the actual parade Santa is a little bit under the weather, kids. Brawn, <laughs> <laughs> give me that bottle. Well, Santa sees him taking a quick sip of something, and you know he gets a little bit aggro about it. Go, If you're not with the parade, sir, you have to get back up on the sidewalk with everybody else. I need to see whomever's in charge in order to alert them for this man's drunken condition. Kiss my... You don't easy. Take it easy. Gramps, come on. Hey, come on. Let's go for a little walk, huh? I'm such a jerk. Santa is an aggro person. All he does is, like, try to refrain from hurting people in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has some problems. Yeah. I don't think that we're, like, they make the whole court case on, like, oh, is Santa real or not? But, you know, Santa has some real anger problems that need to be focused on, Your Honor. (laughs) He has some, like, generational male anger, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he needs to deal with that. Santa is the patriarchy. He needs to just talk about his feelings, you know? Yeah. Toxic masculinity right there. But when the real parade Santa gets too drunk and falls off the sleigh, the person who is in charge of the parade, played by Elizabeth Perkins, she yeah. has to find a new Santa or else there's not going to be any Santa for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. And who does she pick? Cool Spot. <laughs> the 7-Up <seven> logo. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> Just throw him up on there. <laughs> And there's a slice of pizza from Pizza Hut. It's Yo Noid. He's there. It's just like all commercials. No, she picks the old man, Dr. Hammond. Yeah. And this is fortuitous because she trusts this guy way too much for just me, for like a guy who like impersonated Santa and went into this Macy Day parade. He's not supposed to be there. He's trespassing. He gets kicked out by a cop. Yeah. He goes, that guy trespassing? I trust him. He's going to lead my sleigh tonight. He's going to be on that thing. Well, one thing is that Coles is in a very precarious position right now Mm -hmm. because Because of Amazon. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Jeff Bezos. He's ruining Christmas. (laughs) He's like the villain of this movie, (laughs) (laughs) basically. But they were uh, just sort of bailed out and they might still be bought by some big financial empire. So it's not looking good for them. So she can't fuck up. Or else her ass is on the line mm-hmm. in Christmas terms. <laughs> she won't get a turkey. Yeah. yeah. So she gets this guy to do the Santa Claus parade, and he's great at it. Well, she doesn't even stick around to see if he's great at it. She leaves. Yeah. She goes home to, like, get her kid. I mean, I understand that. Mara Wilson from Dylan McDermott. <laughs> and she's out there watching the parade, and uh, he, he's like a neighbor at this point. He's yeah. not even, like, a love interest of hers right at the beginning of the movie. Well, I mean, she kind of is because her daughter wants to set them up. 
very blatantly and yeah. inappropriately. Yeah, and he's into it. She's the only one not into this this whole setup thing. Yeah, I'll... conspicuously because Dylan McDermott is wearing a sweater. <laughs> it's cable knit. Yeah, he's looking pretty homey, you know. Yeah. For like all the single moms out there, this was the best that you could get in 1994. <laughs> you know, Costner's age, it was done. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blaine's bomb. No, no, Costner was still viable. <laughs> but Dylan McDermott, yeah, second, second runner. He's at up. least like the cable TV or oh, primetime TV, definitely. you know, yeah. single mom bait. Oh, yeah, yeah. That chiseled jaw and Come the sweater. He, yeah. The uh, turtleneck's what makes it. You really are in love with that turtleneck. <laughs> oh, my God. But he, he's kind of into her. She's, like, maybe into him, but not really. Like, her husband left and never came back. Yeah. And she doesn't want to, like, invite another man into their life so soon after that. You know. Well, and the get. men that she has invited into her life keep leaving. Yeah. Disappearing. I know. Back to the North Pole. <laughs> uh, so Can you imagine Santa Claus has been, like, dating her on and off? <laughs> Just Richard Attenborough. That's great. We'll use this whip later. Um, so she like takes her, her her daughter back, and there's like kind of a little spark between her and Dylan McDermott, mm-hmm. but only from Dylan McDermott, not from her. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is important because later on, this relationship goes from zero to fucking one crazy. Yeah. Very very fast. Yeah. But so since the Coles Santa Claus has been fired, they need to get somebody to do. The traditional mall Santa deal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they get this guy, who, yeah. by the way, goes by the name Chris. Right. Cross. <laughs> Chris Kringle. Yeah, unisex name. So it's a little bit strange because this guy actually thinks he's Santa. Now, we've been through this before. Mm. Ernest Saves Christmas. Definitely. A lot of movies. There's the one a the lot 40s. of mental health issues that come up. During the holiday season. Yeah. But you're, I mean, I think what all these movies are saying is like you're kind of allowed to be a little crazy on Christmas. Everyone gets I don't think crazy. that's what it's saying. Take your medication. <laughs> <laughs> but it is saying that maybe when people are showing harmless mental health issues, we should make space for them rather than turning them out into the cold. Yeah, let's not normalize people as much as, as we want to. Give them a job in the mall with kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's a person that's worrying you. Put them around kids. Yeah. Let them babysit your child, which is what happens in this movie. Well, yeah, later on, they go on a big date. Yeah. And uh, Santa Her Claus. And Santa. Oh, sorry. No, Dylan McDermott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Santa is the babysitter. But at the mall, at Kohl's, everything is going pretty well, except that Santa, he doesn't know a lot about commerce and finance. You really want to get people to spend their money at your store. You should have really finished that econ degree. Yeah, Yeah. it's tricky. (laughs) But so at one point there's this mom who, like, gives him a whole bunch of lip because he is saying that he'll get her child a toy that is, like, 90 bucks at Kohl's. And Santa tells her, like, well, it's fucking... 40 bucks over at Shoppers Express, which is the evil big corporation. <laughs> we know it's evil and big because it has a digital clock outside. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. LEDs. Yeah. When will the suffering stop? <laughs> <laughs> but this is, like, going to get him in trouble. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. And we get Alice and Janney in perhaps 
her worst performance ever. In fact, the only terrible performance I've ever seen Alice and Janney give. It's because they wouldn't let her walk and talk. She just has to stand there with the guy. He won't move. It's true. Her shoulders are like trying to... Yeah, if she's not talking to her daughter Juno, or she's not walking and talking, it's hard. It's hard. She just has a really terrible accent. Like, I think that yeah, they asked her to speak like she's in like a Frank Capra movie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a little like transatlantic almost. Yeah, it's weird. But the person document, she's like, oh, this is a kind of great idea. What yeah. if we say that we'll price match kind of thing? Like, we'll... Well, uh, that's not what they do. Oh, that's not what. Oh, right. There's they no just... price matching. This isn't Walmart. <laughs> They're like, we want the best for you. We'll even tell you to go shop somewhere else because that's what Christmas means to us at Kohl's. Right. And then the idea is everybody will be like, oh, well. That makes me want to shop at Kohl's because they're good people, and then I'll just go buy the cheaper thing that I need over there. Right. But everything else at Kohl's. Right. That, this was before the internet when you could just look up the prices of things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you remember, I mean, for me, Christmas was all about the wish book. <laughs> the Sears wish book? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Because I lived in, like, a smaller town, and we right. didn't have, like, very many great Toys. So the Sears Wish Book came to you in the logging routes. That's right. <laughs> on the horse drawn or the horse drawn sleigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, I would get my uh my Guy Lafleur hockey sweater. No. <laughs> <laughs> Your BB gun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it was a big, you know, Christmas, yeah. you know. Yeah, I remember like when you had to kind of order stuff from the catalog for Christmas. So like it was a thing that you'd look through and you'd be like, this is what I you want, circle Mom. Circle your things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. Now you just send your mom Amazon listings. <laughs> and then she sends them to you and they come delivered by drones. <laughs> um, Where's the Christmas spirit? Yeah, I mean, maybe the drones have a little Santa hat on them. So they go to Antlers. the Coles board and, like, put this together and be like, this is how we should market the thing. And they decide to do that. And it works out pretty well for them. I think I know why Coles is going under. The CEO has no ideas. Yeah. CEO is just, like, kind of this guy that gets walked all over by everyone. They're like, hey, we should do this. And he goes, okay, let's do that. And in the end, he gets called out for something. He's like, you're right. I am spineless. <laughs> like, it's just insane. <laughs> yeah. He's the weirdest. Anyway. Well, it probably doesn't help that the guy running the competition is the time-traveling megalomaniac from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think he's also the guy from Lethal Weapon 2, the diplomatic immunity guy. Right. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a great bad guy. Yeah, he's just like, there's like just random scenes of him like he's basically stroking a cat or something <laughs> evil. Yeah, we assume. His hands are off screen. Get Santa Claus. <laughs> Bring me to him in his own sack. So they do yeah. try to get Santa Claus. Like instantly, the Shoppers Express people feel threatened by this man who is the mall Santa. And so these big corporate executive types, they're like coordinating this plan, putting the stuff in motion. They like. Played by Daphne from Frasier. Yeah. And uh, Dexter's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and they're coordinating. They're trying to get uh, that Santa fired. Yeah. So they go talk to the drunk Santa from the parade and get the skinny from him. And he's in a bar designed for drunk Santas. It only has drunk Santas in this bar. Yeah. It's very weird. No, it's a thing. Yeah, it's a drunk Santa bar? No, no, no. I mean, 
drunk Santas in New York are a thing. Oh, like there's this. I can't remember Williamsburg. Wh- okay, no, I mean it's like a like. There are so many Santas in New York, and so many of them are not well-behaved. I, I think there was, like, one point every year, maybe it's a Santa convention or something like that, but they basically had to, like, tell them to stop doing it because there was too many drunk Santas passed out all over the place. Oh, God. Well, that suit looks warm. Merry you Christmas. <laughs> yeah. God damn. But they get him to go and harass Santa at the Santa's village trying to provoke him. Yeah, yeah. And he's like... Look at him! This ain't the real Santa. He looks like he's like one of Chris Farley's brothers or something like that. Totally. But Santa, like, you know, kind of like freaks out. Yeah, and then when he leaves the job, that guy, the drunk Santa, kind of follows him and accuses him of pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, that's, this is a kid's movie. So it's, I don't know if there's a line in the kid's movie that you want to maybe uh, stop short of. Yeah. But uh, that might be it. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, and and at this point in the movie also, uh, Santa has already babysat Mara Wilson while these two went on a date, Bill McDermott, and, uh, and, and, and he has asked her to marry him on the first date. Santa? No, no, Dylan McDermott. Right. Sweater guy. Yeah. The sweater asked. Yeah, that was like a bit crazy. And her response is... Perfectly oh. all right. Her response is, you know, I'm actually still holding a torch for 14-year-old Tom Hanks. <laughs> From I'm, Big? I'm hoping he'll, uh, well, I'll find that goddamn machine again. <laughs> Turn him back to a kid. Zoltan? <laughs> if I've given you a false impression of this relationship, I'm very sorry. Are you serious? Have I ever given you any sign that I wanted to marry you? No. Then tell me, what ever possessed you to make such a presumption? It's insane for him or the screenwriters to think that this is like a thing people do. Or is it? <laughs> it's, it is. It's Dylan McDermott. <laughs> If Dylan McDermott proposed to you on a first date, you'd say yes, goddammit. Just staring at that sweater. Yes. <laughs> Unless Dermot Mulrooney was nearby. <laughs> then you would get confused and be like, which one have I been seeing? <laughs> Am I the drunk Santa? <laughs> I'm seeing devil. So he hits this fucking guy. He hits a Santa. He accosts the Santa. We're really jumping back and forth. <laughs> I know, man, but this is what the movie's doing. That's true. That's true. He does assault the drunk Santa with his cane. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the people who are work for the Shoppers Express, they come out and they make sure that a big hubaloo is created. And they're like, this is the Santa from Kohl's. Yeah, they take a picture. Yeah. And yeah. it's, you know, it's a bad scene. Mm-hmm. So Santa, he gets arraigned. <laughs> you know what it's like in the system. A reindeer. <laughs> what? Yeah, he he goes and and he says that he's insane. He pa- he he fails a psychological test. Yeah, and I love that Dylan McDermott is like, uh, you failed that on purpose, didn't you? You are really Santa. Like I I don't. Does he believe the lawyer really? That well, he's Santa. I mean, the lawyer is supposed to be the one with a little bit of faith. Like even back when they're having Thanksgiving dinner with him and the mom and little Merrill Wilson. He's like, hey, 
you guys mind if I do a little prayer? <laughs> and they're like, uh, and he prays to fucking Santa. We don't believe weird. things. <laughs> <laughs> then they eat their Taco Bell. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he's supposed to be like he's the the one adult who sort of leaves space for the supernatural, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they should be checking him into the asylum. <laughs> but his whole thing is that the the judge is kind of being bribed by the by the prosecution, and the prosecution is like, "I'll give you money," and the judge is like, "Sure, we can just open a shut case, put this guy in an institution." But then Cable Knit Sweater comes in, saves the day. And they have to go to go to like court for this objection. The judge does not accept any bribe at first. There's kind of a tacit understanding. There's like some business going down, but J.T. Walsh, who plays the prosecutor, yeah. he's like, "Yeah, of course we'll contribute to your campaign. We just want to get this taken care of." And then the judge hears "we," and he's like. Uh, not so fast. And then he refuses to like sign the you know commitment papers and right. decides to let justice prevail. So the judge is all right in my book. If one person was gonna like write this Santa off, and he was gonna put like he was gonna put this guy in an institution for one person, but then when it's in a corporation, he stops it from happening. Well, I think he's that's... still a bad person. No, that's sound. I mean, if no. <laughs> If a corporation wants to get somebody committed, we should totally take umbrage at that. Umbrage. No, no. <laughs> For sure. For sure. But if an individual wants to get someone committed, we should take umbrage with that too, Rob. But, I mean, if it's a prosecutor, then they might be working in that person's best interest. I don't I – don't... God, I forgot you were a lawyer. Damn it. <laughs> Foiled again. It's, I mean, it's a little sh- – I'm just going to say the judge is a little shady. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's a judge. He has to weigh both sides. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But. Yeah. Okay. So. But, I mean. Better than some Supreme Court judges is what you're saying. Awesome. Yeah. He's he's definitely definitely better than Gorish or whoever the. What's that fucking guy? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know, the big day comes, the court day. And, of course, you know, Dylan McDermott is ready for court because he's had some. The practice. <laughs> God damn it. Just waiting on that one all the time. Yep. <laughs> He's had some the practice. That's great. And this is where uh, it does turn into a legal drama for your mom and dad because yeah. there's all sorts of like procedural stuff and Dylan McDermott's like, hey. So I watched a YouTube video of a lawyer going through this movie and being like, this is all the things wrong with this movie. At one point, the defense calls up the prosecution's progeny. Like, they call up, like, their kids. No, well, no, no, no. Isn't it, he calls up the wife. He calls up, uh, yes, he does call up the wife. And for, then he. Yes, the wife. Dylan McDermott questions J.T. Walsh's wife in about. The, in the old one, he calls up the kid. Uh, the, the, uh, the, Yeah. The offspring of the Well, thing. see, some progress Already. has been made. <laughs> We're like, we can't submit yeah. kids to this sort of t- potential trauma of a courtroom. Right. However, this guy's wife, you know, <laughs> there's nothing better than using somebody's wife to make a heel look like a heel. Mrs. Collins, do your children believe in Santa Claus? Yes. Did they come to this belief naturally or were they introduced to it by a family member? Um, it was a family member. Yourself? Yes. And your husband? 
Yes. Your husband told your children that there is a Santa Claus? Yes. Oh, man. And she's so charmed by Dylan McDermott. Like, she's so charmed. Well, he's not even wearing the sweater at this point. It's under his suit. (laughs) She just knows it's there. (laughs) Yeah, she's charmed. They make a bad case. And then he kind of convinces the prosecution that he has to convince the court somehow that Santa isn't real. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And J.T. Walsh basically is trying to get a reaction from Chris to make it to make him look crazy. Right. And it, it doesn't look very good for him as like the night before the verdict is announced because the judge is like, I just don't know how I can set this guy free. He tells mm-hmm. Dylan McDermott this. And uh, Dylan McDermott's like, oh, hey, this is all about the money. And then he's like, he like thrusts his money clip at the judge. Yeah. And that's when he gets an idea. <laughs> Sell money. Bribery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the judge is into that, so... But it's also, I find it weird, like, can the defense talk with the judge alone to come up with a better case? Like, I feel like that's, like, insider trading in a case. (laughs) I know that's not how the court works. Yeah, we don't know anything about law. No, we don't. Uh, But I... It seems sketchy. I mean, you know more about the law than me, but, like, I, I... Think that's bad. I mean, I've seen most of The Good Wife and right. some yeah. of the first season of The Good Fight, so I do have a pretty okay. intricate so knowledge pretty of the, good the law on that. All right, <laughs> sweet. But yeah, it does seem a little bit improper, unless he also has like a little moment with J.T. Walsh. That mm. could also be good. And he's like, uh, right. you know, well, he did before. I guess take your kids to Taco Bell. <laughs> So then the next day, uh, Mara Wilson is there. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone from the movie is there. Well, it's the big day. And also, Coles has put out all these advertisements because Elizabeth Perkins, her character's name is Dory. She, at one point, they were going to disavow him. Yeah. They were going to be like, Wait, we're distancing ourselves from this whole Santa because debacle. he assaulted someone, which is probably what you should do. <sighs> Assault the schmaltz. <laughs> she goes into that boardroom. And she talks to that CEO, and she's like, you're a coward. And he goes, yeah, I am. We're going to stand behind this crazy man that attacked someone on the sidewalk. Yeah. And then all of New York, like it's Ghostbusters 2, gets into it. It's very it. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I was feeling the Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, there's a little bit of that in there, yeah. And they all get into it. All the construction workers are on mm-hmm. the highways. They're they're watching phones or I mean, watching uh, TV. Yeah, they're all watch. Everybody's you know, it's a big deal. Like the whole city is paying attention. Yeah. And Merrill Wilson comes up and gives the judge a Christmas card. Yeah. And in and it is one dollar <laughs> bribery. It works. <laughs> and the judge is like, "Oh, little girl, <laughs> it costs a lot more than this to buy off a judge. <laughs> it costs at least." Five dollars. <laughs> uh, However, since your intent was valiant and it shows you believe in the legal system, we will let Santa Claus go free. Try not to assault anybody. That's what I'm always surprised at. Like you, you joke with the five dollars, but then when you hear what politicians are bought off with, it's like ten thousand dollars, twelve thousand dollars. It's like how are you? 
With such little money. Oh, God damn Yeah, it. they're For that someone bad. Who's like, who's like making so much money. Anyway, so she, she brings it in and there's like, in God we trust. It's kind of circled on, on the bill. Yeah. So we know. It's not, we're not going to do an insert shot here. It's going to be circled. <laughs> <laughs> so kids get it. And the judge comes up with the defense so that Dermot, uh, Dermot uh, uh, whatever his name is, doesn't even have to come up with a defense Dermot McDermott. Dermot McDermott. <laughs> D&D over there. That's right. So the judge comes up with their own defense and he throws the court case out. He's like, the whole system's based on Looney Tunes. <laughs> It's like Daffy Duck in the corner. If if the the system is based on the belief in God, therefore, if we don't believe in God, then we can't believe in laws. If we don't believe in laws, (laughs) then there's no system. There's no government. There's just anarchy. I announce the purge. He takes out a gun. (laughs) No. What does this movie become? Yeah. No, he says, you know, we believe in God and invisible force, so therefore, you know, through supremacy or whatever, we believe in then J.T. Walsh has got to be like, separation of church and state? Damn. Yeah. Not in America. Case dismissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Santa goes free. Santa goes free. And he goes to do his little delivery. Yeah. He assaults many more people <laughs> <laughs> before he's caught. And Elizabeth Perkins and Dylan McDermott get a call to go to a church. Fucking weirdest. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, it looks like somebody's, it looks like a decorative for a wedding or something. <laughs> and then. And they're like, did you invite me? No, I didn't invite you. Oh, someone else must have. And then the priest takes out a fucking ring. She's like, am I going to get married to a priest? I don't know. They're, they're at a surprise marriage yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Why didn't they walk out, Rob? Why didn't they walk out? Uh, I don't That's know. That's a Well, it's thing. probably not legally binding. A, there is no witness. <laughs> Santa's always watching. Oh. So you better watch out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they get married. And then they go home and her ring blinds that poor little girl. The ring is so re- reflective that it's a spotlight on the tree. Yeah. The girl falls. Well, that must be what's lighting up the back of their heads throughout the whole movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah, th- that halo effect. Yeah. Yeah. Every every shot feels like touched by an angel. <laughs> yeah, except it's smacked by a Santa. <laughs> God. I just can't go over to the assaults people and everyone's like, but he's Santa. <laughs> it's like, no. Maybe it was self-defense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go out and uh, Mara Wilson also wanted a house. Yeah. She had a lot of fucking. I know, this fucking kid. She wanted those. She wanted a dad. Could have been any dad, but mm-hmm. they, you know you got cable net. They're on sale at Shoppers Express, <laughs> and then she wanted a baby brother and a house. That's a lot. It's a lot, but she gets it all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the the weird part is when at the end of the movie, the final beat is like, wait, there was something else that she asked for, and she got a house and a dad, yeah. and it's the other one was a little brother, and then it just sort of like looks at Elizabeth Perkins, and uh, they're like, Yeah. And she's like, quick, we need to go to the Miracle on 35th Street, the Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Can you de-miracle me, please? (laughs) Because I I, think it is a miracle. Because I just married this guy, and I'm already regretting it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. So that's, that's it. That's Miracle on 34th Street. 
I also loved that I thought that she was gifted the house because she saved Coles. But then the guy in the house gives her the key and goes, and you got a big bonus so you can afford this house now. <laughs> like, what? She didn't even get gifted the house? Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's it. They that's lost the it all in the crash. Oh, yeah. 2008 yeah. was not kind. No. No. And Coles is gone. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. It's only Walmart around. Yeah. Walmart and Amazon. <laughs> um, so we'll be back in one second. I have some questions for you, Rob, just just about how babies are made, uh, particularly in this movie. Okay. Uh, you know, one night, really. Um, and then we'll do some behind the scenes. It'll be a lot of fun. Curl up by the fire. And uh, this gift will keep on giving. <laughs> See you in a second. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Blaine, are you excited for the holidays? Oh, man. Yeah. It's going to be great. You got some eggnog. You get home. No, no, Blaine. Blaine, sorry. Sorry. I meant singular. Are you excited for the holiday? Oh. (laughs) Oh, that. You know the movie with uh, Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and uh, Jack Black? (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't be excited for the holiday? It's like, you know, Jack Black is in a rom-com. Yeah, uh, you expect some, some maybe Jack Black improv in there. Should we do out about? Oh man, it's <laughs> going to be a lot of de scattering. A lot of scattering. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about that movie next week, and we have a very special guest, Catherine Connell from Another Gaze, which is a great film blog. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about everything about the movie, and uh, it'll be a gift for you to unwrap next week. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. The 1994 remake. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> I thought you were doing like the subway chimes for a second. <laughs> um, okay. Wait, there's a train coming. <laughs> <laughs> Question numero uno. Which two actors who shared screen time in this movie also starred in another movie about a man pretending to be someone he's not? Wow. That like this be. movie, this this Santa pretending that he's a Santa. That could oh, so it's Tootsie. They were not in Tootsie. No, I I, I think I know what this is. Yeah, I think it's uh, Mayor Wilson and the Judge were yeah. both in Mrs. Doubtfire. They were because the Judge played Robin Williams' uh, boss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that last dinner scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were both in that movie. That's that's a good job. Yeah, I know things. Okay, one less piece of. Coal I know Mara Wilson's filmography. <laughs> She's only been in like six movies, and no. none of them, you know, later than 1999. Yeah, well, her parents never let her be in any movie that wasn't a family movie. They didn't want her to go through anything tough as a as a kid actor, hmm. which is kind of nice, actually. Yeah, you know, thinking about it. And then she stopped being a, an actor, and only only very recently recently has she like come back. 
Right. She, uh, she Has she a... actually acted in things? Yeah, there was some things recently that she came back to act in, something to do with nostalgia, some of that. So I'm sure she <laughs> right, was just right. playing Mara Wilson from being a kid. Right. Uh, okay, so question number two. When, this is more like bar trivia, when did In God We Trust first appear on paper money in the wow. States? Okay. Yeah. And it was done for this movie, so <laughs> 1994. <laughs> it's done for this movie, that's true. No, was whole... wasn't it like 1954 or something like that? Yeah, 1957. Great job. Close enough. It appeared on Coinage in like 1867, and in the original, uh, the the original movie, the lawyer uses the supremacy clause in – they kind of use it here but not really – to say that if the federal government will give mail to Santa, then he must exist. Right. Yeah. So that's the scene where they just bring in bags yeah, of no. mail and dump it out. I, that's what I wanted in this movie. Me too. Like I felt so much desire to see the mailbags. Because it's just – it's a beautiful image and just staring at a dollar bill – is kind of so apropos for this movie. Like, right. It's just so about commercialism. Yeah, like and, as a commercial remake. Yeah. It was just designed to make money. There was no reason to remake that movie. Hence, why Macy's released a statement saying that they didn't want to be a part of it because they thought the original shouldn't be uh, and couldn't be improved upon. Oh. And uh, they kind of called it a cash grab that they didn't want to be a part of. So Macy's had the higher ground. Yeah. Wow. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, like, this movie does take a few like egregious steps. Like, I mean, I was joking about the cool spot earlier, but... At the end, when Santa's at his court date, like, and they do, like, all everybody believes, at one point it's like, Seven Up believes in Santa. Yeah. <laughs> like, come, come on. Yeah. Tony the Tiger thinks Santa's great. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. Um, but my question is, is Seven Up a Coke brand? Because that's like, they basically invented Santa Claus, as we talked about last week. Yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. Pepsi has, what? Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, yeah. The other thing that I thought was kind of interesting about the dollar bill was that uh, Franklin Jefferson wanted on money— Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus, you're right. No, to uh, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God is what they wanted their, the quote to be. Whoa. Which you'd have to have pretty big coins. Yeah. Saying, if it, that That's all pretty on. hardcore saying, though. I know. I mean, I'm not so much into the God part, but like— Tyrant. That's a cool word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And when you, you know, have one maybe in the office of president, then, you, you know, when that quote kind of comes to, to fruition. Maybe right. if that quote was on the money, mm-hmm. people would have been. Uh, people would follow due process and prosecute people who have committed crimes, even if they're in the highest office in the land. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe before they become into the highest office in the land when he admits to assault. OK. Um, question number three. What did the studio do that resulted in almost 1,500 tickets being returned for this movie? Ooh. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Was, was it, you know, some studio executive and a Me Too problem? Or? <laughs> this was 1994, so, okay. so no. No. No, unfortunately, no. All. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, they said they could. The, the the studio said that if you didn't 100% like this movie, if you wouldn't recommend this movie to 100% of the people that you knew, you could get your money back. 
Really? Yeah. Not even like the 12-minute rule, which is in most of the theaters. Now, It's you could watch the whole movie and get your money back, but only 1,500 tickets were returned. That's 1,500 people. I know. Yeah, but it's only like 10,000, 5,000, 1,500, I don't even know, 15,000 tickets being returned. And those are the That's people who, were, who weren't too lazy to like stamp an envelope and write in and be like, Rrr. yeah, but they got some cash back. So that's nice. Well, I never got my check. <laughs> that's a bold thing to do. Why did they do that? I think it was in the kind of nature of the movie. I think they were just trying to get people like to see the movie in the holiday season. Right. It was also kind of a last ditch effort thing because this movie was ground out. The Santa Claus came out the, the same year. There was a lot oh, of holiday movies. Right. This, this was like peak holiday. Like I yeah. I feel like there was a time in the 90s around this time where like it was peak holiday. And then after that we haven't had quite the same Christmas. Like this was it seemed like maybe the last year that people like truly believed <laughs> in Christmas. I think it was the last year that the studios did that many Christmas movies because they were like, we oversaturated the market and we didn't get a return. But also... On investment. After this, I feel like Christmas became very politicized. Right. Like, war on Christmas. Yeah, the so-called war on Christmas. Right. Fox News basically decided to say, if you don't celebrate Christmas this way or you don't celebrate Christmas at all, you're a bad person. Yeah, or bad American, yeah. And that, I think, kind of made, like, celebrating Christmas feel not so great. Yeah, well, it felt like you were buying into something instead of celebrating something. Yeah. Like, you, and you had to have, like, the ticket to ride almost. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, something that you, that you could invent yourself. Like, did you have Christmas traditions when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, and like same here. My mom was all about like trying to get new traditions started every year, and, mm-hmm. and almost like new traditions were a tradition. Like, uh, but like getting a book the night before, or to like read or a comic book. Books, those suck. <laughs> I would have gotten Transformers. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that when it became politicized, yeah, it did tarnish it a bit. It, you did feel kind of the rust on Christmas a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Those halos uh, that you mentioned earlier behind everyone was the the DP was like, I want to create such a warm feeling like everyone is standing in front of a Christmas tree. Oh, man. It is so like it's egregious. It makes it look like a Hallmark special, which Mm -hmm. I mean, it's sort of like laying the steps for in a lot of ways, but it doesn't quite have that level of just blatant schmaltz. Yeah, yeah, and, like, everything's not so squeaky clean yet. Like, there's some hairs out of place on mm. actors sometimes. Not on Dylan McDermott. No, no. Okay. No, no, he's perfect. But out of other people, where it's, like, Christmas movies now, they, they're, they like, overlit so much that you can hardly see what's happening. Right. It. It's just supposed to be so bright and so warm that you can't see anything bad on screen, uh, which is, I don't know, I think that— It's a bit much. Yeah, I think it's a bit much. I like that Christmas is kind of dark, too. Like Christmas is one of those days that you stay up a little later because you're excited about the next morning. I'm I still stay up all night because I'm so excited about the next morning, even though I don't, you know, I'm not getting presents under the tree. So oh much. my god, you're just staying up. You're just like sitting alone up at night eating Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> waiting for Santa <laughs> to come down the chimney. I I, just, I love it. I love Christmas. It's just sometimes these Christmas movies get like 
to be a bit much when they try to tell you what Christmas is. And this feels like it's got like it wanted to be commercial so much. Right. That it was like, hey, Macy's, we can be an ad for you. And even Macy's was like, yeah. we're, we're okay. So I, We're doing fine on Christmas. Yeah. So that's all I could kind of see when, this, when I was watching this movie is just the advertising that was going on, not only for Christmas, but just for commerce in general. Well, do you think that's part of something to do with the John Hughes aspect? Like we've talked about a bunch of John Hughes movies and – I think he was just a conservative guy. He sort of loved the capitalism and he loved like that sort of America, you know, where I think he was like a Reagan trickle down economics true believer. And so he, of course, wants to put his idea of Christmas faith into money, into into the the capitalist system where people get employed and everybody like it it works for people. Was Planes, Trains, Chris Columbus or... Uh, John Hughes. It was John Hughes. It was well, see, based off his like experiences. Yeah, and I think that movie. I think a lot of John Hughes movies have actual heart to them. This one didn't seem to though. Like I know that he didn't uh, like write it or direct it. It was just like a, produced by him. I think he wrote it, didn't he? Did he? Okay, but it just it seemed. It just seemed like there was no real connections between any of these people. Everything felt forced. Like the marriage was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, like even her with her daughter was just like very right. Strange. It was so strange. She's like, you know, you shouldn't believe in Santa and you shouldn't believe. And if that was really going on, there might have been some connection underlying that like maybe mm-hmm. even mar wilson like copying her mother in some aspects of right. how she so that we understand that she does they do love each other yeah it's very strange like this movie can't seem to hold both the fact that the mom can be like a working professional woman yeah. and have affection for her child yeah <laughs> It's like it's the '90s working woman where she's just like cold and and distanced because like you know that's women nowadays. You know they they're they're so cold because they're getting it's ahead December first. And it's, <laughs> it's like well you know maybe they have a lot more to go through to get to the spot that they're in anyway. Yeah. But I, but I think Elizabeth Perkins did a really good job. She's so charming. I mean she's not like supposed to be charming. But, I mean, playing the character that she is playing, I think she does it very well. I mean, she's one of those actors that just seems to have, like, that sort of, like, distance between her and the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it works very well for whatever this is trying to do. Right. I mean, I I kind of – I believed that, you know, she was falling a little bit for, for Dylan by the end for sweater by the end of it mm-hmm. but like because who isn't but he just kind of keeps on giving her blue steel you know right. and magnum and i'm just like i don't i know there's no there's nothing happening behind the eyes of that guy yeah there's no charm coming out really just not seeing it well he's just supposed to be like a good man type yeah. you know he wears the capelet sweater yeah you can trust him around your kid i love that he's a lawyer and has more home time than like she does working at like this Macy's knockoff. Yeah. It's just, uh, anyway, all this stuff is <laughs> so weird. She plans the parade that's one job a year. <laughs> yeah. So and I mean, she wasn't that great at it. No. She had to get a guy off that the drunk street. dude. <laughs> Even uh, Meryl Wilson knows that he's a problem. <laughs> She's like, 
Is it Victor again? Is it Victor Facelli again? <laughs> he smells like Tankle. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so- what about Mara Wilson? Did you like her? I mean, what do you think about uh, her performance? Because she is, I think she gives a great job. She's so, she's so precocious. She's so, uh, but also I hate her. I just want to strangle her. Oh my god, Homer Simpson's over here. No, I I like her. I think she's done better in other movies. Like this wasn't this oh, wasn't Tilda. This wasn't anyone's best outing, man. Okay, this was like even the DP had an off night on this one. <laughs> like it's just nothing really coalesced and came together for me. I mean, I had seen the In God We Trust before. I had seen a large large parts of this movie, but it just never really felt like. It was it was like the old one. Like I feel mm. like the old one has bigger set pieces and the warmth that this one wanted to have. And it's just because this one was so fucking commercial. The other one had Macy's in it, and it was less commercial than this one. Yeah. So it's like that's a feat. Were the, there other differences that you noted between the two? The there was a guy that cameo from the old one oh. that was in this one. Alvin Greenman played the doorman in this and uh, and played. Another, I don't know, just a random guy in the original because it was a long time ago, man. And yeah, it was almost remade before in the 80s. Really? Yeah, which would have been kind of interesting. The two people attached were uh, director Tom Mankiewicz. Okay. Who have you have you heard of him before? He did all the like all like a huge rash of Bond movies. Okay. Uh, And then he would do this. Which would have been really Claus. interesting. Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. Then he could have been petting that cat, you know? It would have been fine. <laughs> and then the writer, uh, Neil Cuthbert, uh, wrote Mystery Men, which seems mm. like, and, uh, and Adventures of Pluto Nash. Mm. So that would have been a weird one for this, too. Like, I think that would have been kind of a schizophrenic movie if we're just putting all the previous directors and writers' movies together. Yeah. Uh, whereas this team seems a little more, yeah, like, it, it. I get it. I get why they did it. Well, the director for this, didn't he also direct Encino Man? Classic. Film. Yeah. Classic, Classic film, film that teaches us about the joys of being a caveman. Yeah. Missing Link. Yeah. Yeah. And Mara Wilson, the reason why uh, I mentioned Chris Columbus before, I was confused. Uh, Mara Wilson was not supposed to be in this movie. The, what? The main character was supposed to be a boy, young boy. Macaulay and, Culkin? And then, probably. And then uh, Chris Columbus was like, they couldn't get Macaulay Culkin probably. And he was like, put Mara Wilson in it. She's great. And so that's how she got the wow. role. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. So... How did you feel? This was a bigger movie for you. Like, this was kind of a staple in your house. Like, how did you feel rewatching it? Did it bring you back to those Christmas mornings? Um, yeah, in certain ways. I mean, right now, at this particular moment of time, it's very snowy out. Mm-hmm. It feels very Christmassy. I know. It's the second day of December. You know, I watched this. My girlfriend was there. She was really into it. It felt fun to watch. And it is a very commercial movie, but everything about Christmas is commercial. You either have to accept it all or you have to reject it all and be a big old Scrooge. And I just, I don't have the energy right now. So... (laughs) I thought that I had. I thought that that worked because you trekked through the snow to get here. Because I trekked through the yeah. snow to get here. But I thought that it worked pretty well for yeah, everything okay. that it's trying to do. I still like Richard Attenborough as uh, Santa Claus. I think Mara Wilson does fine. 
I mean, Dylan McDermott, Elizabeth Perkins, they do fine. Like, Dylan McDermott but is... that's kind of it. They're just fine. I don't know. Like, What do you expect, though? It's a Christmas movie. It's just you're supposed to put it on and it's It's like fine. an ugly Christmas sweater. You just no. put it on, you sit there, you spill eggnog on it so you can take it off. Wow. I, that was too specific for the party that I just you know, went to. You know, it's just about spending time with your loved ones, Blaine. So put on Miracle on 34th Street. Gather the kids around. <laughs> I, I have to... Have to get some kids. Well, maybe there will be a little Christmas miracle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I did have a surprise wedding. That was, <laughs> so I, I, don't, I thought it was rewatchable. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I think that it does a lot of the things that you want a Christmas movie to do, and that was satisfying for me. Blaine, I get the feeling that there's a little bit of humbug in your eggnog. This Christmas, <laughs> there's also scotch. No, I I'll pass it this way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it, man. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna say that it's not rewatchable. Also, wow. because I've seen bits and pieces of that old one, and it just feels so much more authentic. I don't know whether it's because it's old. I don't know whether because the blame. The... Before you say any more, let me give you this Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's. Uh, let me just. Yeah, okay. And inside is a uh... Oh, it's uh it's an IOU. <laughs> Can't even put a $1 bill in here, eh? That's uh... No, you owe me. Oh. Yeah, I was reading it backwards. Yeah, so fuck. Yeah, you can't just do that. Is that just, legally just binding? Pay up. I need to buy a lot of presents. <laughs> uh... My kid asked for a house <laughs> and a daddy. <laughs> and a baby brother. I love that you could ask for a dad. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a real dad. <laughs> you know, somebody who can be a role model. Oh God, my my kids taking out microphones, doing podcasts. I can't have that. I want something more for my child. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's not rewatchable. I really do want to rewatch the old one though. Okay. Yeah, along with this, you know, it's a wonderful life, and, uh, and some of those old Christmas movies that I feel like have that spirit and aren't as commercial, you know. And you say you have to get the commercial in with the Christmas spirit too, but I say there there's enough non-commercial Christmas out there that like it's just about the feeling of being with your loved ones. Like Scrooge is all about, you know, doffing all that like commercial stuff. But there's still product placement in it. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Everything that set, that professes to be anti-commercialism is, in fact, the most commercial. <laughs> Don't ruin Christmas for me. <laughs> Believe <laughs> and well, buy <laughs> and buy, buy, buy. Thank you so much for listening this week on Rewatchability. If you want to give us a present, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/Rewatchability, or you can just talk to us. You can hang out with us. It doesn't need to be about commercialism. No, uh, you can go on Facebook. Give us some money. Probably about commercialism. Oh, Facebook's the worst. Yeah. Uh, maybe just tweet us. No, 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 t- no, no, no. That guy's bad, too. Hey, you know what? I don't think Google makes any money no, off you sending no. an email in. That guy's the anti-Santa Claus. <laughs> but you can go and buy a T-shirt, which isn't at all benefiting us in any way uh, at Public. We get money from that, right? A little bit. Okay, good. And uh, and we'll we'll be back with another kind of uh, holiday themed rom com, which I'm really excited to talk about next week. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.